Welcome to IT Availability Now, the show that tells stories of business resilience from the people who keep the digital world available. I'm your host, Sir Voss Verbeest. And today, I'm joined by James Mora, Vice President of Engineering and Operations for SunGuard AS. And we're going to be discussing what businesses must consider when developing a multi-cloud strategy. James, thanks for joining us on the show today. Absolutely. So multi-cloud tends to come up pretty consistently um, in any conversation that I'm in, and at times can be considered the de facto standard among enterprises. Um, Flexera puts out a great report every year that I reference pretty frequently, and they've stated that almost 89% of businesses utilize multi-cloud. But you know, within the single digit percentages, you still have people using one platform or even using a private cloud platform, which isn't bad, but it you know, kind of asks the question, how do I get there? What should I consider if I want to make that transition? Or is the track that I'm going on using one cloud not the way to go? Or is it? So when companies are taking that single cloud approach, but want to make the jump to go multi-cloud, um, where should they begin? You know, How should they determine what makes the most sense for their organization? So it starts really off, Sarvas, with the question, why do you want to make the jump and working the whole problem through? Do you need to make the jump for competitive innovation reasons? That is, do you need to increase the velocity of your development cycle, be able to push out um, development uh, faster? Are you looking at really uh, cost implications? How do you outsource more of your care and feeding of your infrastructure and really leverage economics at the hyperscalers? So it starts with that question and then really understanding the characteristics of your workloads, that is the applications themselves. Um, and then what is the best cloud suited for those workloads? Um, and then how are you going to actually do the migrations themselves from on-prem to the cloud? So it's understanding your workloads, understanding what cloud matches those workloads, and then working through the migration technologies. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, it's something that's always very simple to talk about, right? And if you have a lot of knowledge on, you know, this kind of project and, and this kind of initiative, you know, you can cleanly illustrate like you did that transition path, but, but what does it look like in practice? Can you give us an example that maybe unpacks that a little more? Sure. Well, I think the simple scenario is probably how you're operating today in a single cloud on-prem environment. And that is you're really operating in a tightly integrated ecosystem. Your application, your infrastructure, your skills are all well-bounded, understood. Um, once you start moving to a multi-cloud scenario, you've really introduced levels of complexity. And that is your application now architecture needs to be able to operate um, across clouds. Um, that is, you know, whether it's between on-prem and public cloud or between public clouds themselves. So your web tier, database, caching, all of those where you don't have those problems if you're operating just within your data center, you really now have to think through the architecture there. The infrastructure uh, itself, now you, where you maybe understand having your skills, the infrastructure that you're using um, on-prem. Now, if you've moved to AWS, Azure, Google Cloud, now there's levels of understanding of their um, infrastructure as well. So 
not only the developers now need to understand how to um, actually move their software to the infrastructure, but now how are you going to monitor that and how are you going to manage your application performance and a customer experience now to make sure you maintain a consistent customer experience across really now a ver much more complex um, scenario. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I like some of the things you highlighted there, but it also kind of illustrates one of the biggest challenges that I've seen where everybody's excited to talk about understanding the workloads and the technology and the migration process. Uh, they put a lot of focus there, but what they sometimes overlook, and it can be disastrous, is supporting and maintaining these environments once you've made this transition. So what have you seen if people don't take that into consideration and they just kind of jump in and try to figure it out as they go? Well, really, if you don't fundamentally understand what workloads that and why you're moving to um, the cloud, then it becomes very, you're going to impact the customer experience ultimately. Um, and you're probably going to have, be not doing it. So for example, you know, two classic examples really of why you may be moving is um, if you have, you know, really unpredictable types of workloads. If you don't really understand that, um, how that is, that is, you know, based on marketing campaigns or time of day or seasonality, um, how you're going to basically move your you know, web applications to um, the cloud can be extremely challenging. Um, and secondly, really from uh, a reliability standpoint, uh, if you're moving across a multi-cloud environment, um, how are you going to know if, if you're having difficulty at one uh, data center, if you need to shift your workload to another data center? Um, if you haven't thought through all those monitoring implications, then you're going to probably be experiencing a lot more application um, outages and, you know, poor customer experience than you had when it was just uh, on-prem. Mm -hmm. And I like how you referred to it as a data center, because typically people get wrapped up in that marketing buzzword that's cloud. But the reality of the situation is these workloads are residing in hardware that sit in data centers that are controlled by other entities, Right. And if you take a step back and you kind of remove the mysticism associated with the marketing buzz and focus on, to your point, the key criteria associated to running the application and running the business based on the requirements of the end user, you've got a, a higher rate of success. Now, I know we've talked about a lot of the concepts associated to it and some key criteria and examples, but how do you plan for this? You know, what kind of steps do you think a business or organization should take to ensure they're properly maintaining and supporting a multi-cloud environment? Sure. I think, um, well, because you've moved to a multi-cloud environment, you've introduced a certain set of problems now that your, your plan needs to address. And that is, one, again, is your application architecture itself. So you need to, uh, you know, work through how your application from, again, caching, database, web tier, are all going to operate in a multi-cloud environment, how they're going to uh, maintain session state across that. So the customer experience is not impacted. So you have to work through your application architecture. Your DevOps organization, which is working with your development organization, who's, you know, deploying, software, but is 
tightly integrated in the understanding of the um, infrastructure, now you've essentially created a barrier really between the cloud provider and your organization. So there's somewhat of a gap now that you have to address. And that is, how are you gonna close the gap between your development organization, which typically has a holistic understanding of the infrastructure and the software stack, now that that's separated. So you don't necessarily know what's going on in the infrastructure world. That's kind of someone else is doing that. You know what's happening in the, in the software. So you have to really integrate your, uh, so you when you're doing software delivery, that you know if there's some kind of what is happening uh, on the infrastructure side. And if there's something happening on the infrastructure side, you know what's happening on the, um, the uh, application side. On the monitoring as well. So now uh, where you've had a single pane of glass and being able to monitor, that's become much more complicated. And so you still need to have a single dashboard um, where you're able to look at your whole uh, performance for the customer experience holistically. But now that has to get tied into all the different uh, infrastructure. And not just monitoring of um, monitoring of the performance of the application, but now also because you're flexing, you know, uh, virtual machine instances up and down, you really have to have a good and transparent understanding of your cost, um, where if all these servers are sitting on-prem and they're sitting there not being used, that's one thing. But now if you have a bunch of EC2 instances that are sitting in AWS, they're not being used, that's different. You're paying for stuff that your application isn't using. So you have to have really a transparent understanding of that across all the cloud so that you're just using um, what you're uh, consuming. On the skill set side, um, internally now, like I said, you've introduced complexity where you're, um, you've your team only needed to know the skills needed for the infrastructure they had on-prem. Now they need to be Azure experts and AWS experts and Google Cloud experts, um, VMware experts. Um, so part of that planning is there's, you know, there's opportunities just like all of these to work with organizations like, you know, SunGuard who are managed service providers who can really fill that gap who, um, so the, the uh, developing organizations, the IT organizations can just focus on the workloads. Um, service providers really then fill the gap with understanding, you know, have the skill sets for all the different clouds and, and tethering that in. Otherwise, um, the, your organization's really gonna now be required to now make sure that your staff has certifications for all of your DevOps organizations that you maintain that. And for every cloud, um, that you are uh, operating under. So your actual skills have become uh, you know, much more complicated in terms of you have to maintain a wider skill set on that. And again, on the applications itself, um, it needs to be able, the reliability of the application has become more complicated because now um, my application is operating under um, in different clouds. Okay, and, and you know, at the risk of potentially giving away the secret sauce. And this is one of the reasons I was excited to have you on our show today. Um, you work in an environment where that's what we do, right? We provide optimization, maintenance, design help, and, and cost controls for these multi-cloud deployments. What are some of the things that you consider and that you have to put into action as you plan out how you're going to have your team support these initiatives that we're going to be doing on behalf of customers. Just 
nothing too crazy, but just a high level so that they can understand what really goes into maintaining this kind of organization. Sure. Um, well, one, again, first of all, is uh, working through the uh, architecture, application architecture, and how that's going to, how that is on-prem and how that's going to move into whether it's a single cloud or multi-cloud environment. So you're going to need to work with um, some experts who can help you to reimagine what that architecture um, needs to be. Um, secondly, in your DevOps organization, um, the the provider's organization really needs to be an extension of your um, DevOps organization. So you can't have a barrier between now, you know, if something happens in the data center, you have no idea what's going on. You have to still be able to t uh, look at, be able to look at things holistically so that um, that is the infrastructure, the software stack, that it's all tied together. Um, so it's very important that not only the team members are seen and DevOps team is seen as an extension of your team, but also the um, monitoring and uh, management tools that ideally you want the infrastructure um, and the application, the tools that you use to do that to be tied completely together so that you could see um, the whole thing holistically, just like if it was on-prem, just as uh, a, a managed service provider can, they can see that um, they've made a change to patching that it impacted, you know, the application performance. So now managed service, managed service provider knows that it can actually um, work proactively um, to resolve the issue because, you know, a new software deployment actually impacted things negatively. You can see the performance of it and they can work in unison with the, um, with the software team. Yeah. You know, James, I really want to thank you for being on the show today because you provided a lot of fantastic insight. Absolutely. It's my pleasure, Sarvas. And and I got to tell you, um, this is great for our listeners because you really emphasized focusing on the why first and then the what, really trying to maintain focus on the user and the customer experience, balancing the DevOps operations with the developers and development that really drives an organization. And most importantly, having a means to holistically review data that gives you insight on what's going on across these vast landscapes and having a unified operations plan. Because, you know, if, if you don't have those things, I don't know how you would support a multi-cloud strategy to begin with. And if you're listening and you don't have those things, you really should work to integrate them in. Things will get a lot easier and you're going to see much better results as you start to incorporate these cloud platforms. James Mora is the Vice President of Engineering and Operations at SunGuard AS. You can find the show notes for this episode at sunguardas.com backslash IT availability now. Please subscribe to the show on your podcast platform of choice to get new episodes as soon as they're available. IT Availability Now is a production of SunGuard Availability Services. I'm your host, Servas Verbeest, and until next time, stay available. <laughs>